Welcome back to Picture Perception, where we will be talking about movies, such as speaking to people in the industry, talking about how some movies have societal impact on the world, and much more. I am one of your co-hosts, Itunu Olaiwala. And I'm one of your other co-hosts, Blair Waddell. Today we will have a professor, Troy Baker, who is a media professor at Algonquin College, in here with us. Toot toot! So hi, Troy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. We're doing pretty well. Um, today, we want to talk to you and ask you some questions about your program and your journey to being a professor. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, can you share a bit about your background expertise in media studies, particularly in the uh, film and like social media realm? So, I, uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, um, <laughs> I, I went to TV broadcasting uh, here. And I did a year and ended up leaving to pursue my dream of working in film. Mm -hmm. So uh, I went to, I worked on my first film. God, it would have been, I honestly don't even know what year. But the first, I know the first film I worked on was The Salem Witch Trials. And it was a TV movie that was shot at Upper Canada Village. And I loved it so much that my boss pulled me up there, or pulled me up to Toronto to help work. Sorry, to help uh, work on a film. And then next thing I knew, I was in film for six years. Um, I burnt myself out, came back to Ottawa, um, and then got pulled into another set of films and <laughs> proceeded to work for another two years in film. Um, and then finally walked away um, when I started a family. And then I decided that I learned these very special skill set that I didn't, that was hard to. It's a, a very special skill set in problem solving that you don't normally get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to translate those skills that I learned, and the example that I usually give is find me a purple cow in the desert in the middle of February mm -hmm. uh, for a shoot. And that was my job in film. <laughs> and that's what I did. I would regularly pull miracles out of <laughs> wow. nothing and make them happen. So I, I, I learned that's a very specific set of skills, and it's very... Um, unique set of skills so then I I wanted to learn I didn't want to learn anything new because it was in my late 30s at the when I went back to college and I didn't want to learn anything new I wanted to take what I had learned and build on it uh, apply it to a different uh, industry so then I came here again and took public relations and graduated public relations in 2014 and my last semester I remember telling the coordinator that I'm like I want to come back and teach and he was like yeah yeah okay whatever and then sure enough 10 years later I came back teaching <laughs> so, so did you do public relations here at Algonquin or no I end up working in the government for uh, well since I graduated so about 10 years now I've been working in the government um, mainly in social media but now I'm doing more event planning actually I was doing event planning now my ship my focus has shifted again and I'm doing again more video um, graphic design um, speech writing web design so I'm doing a little bit of everything now seems like a jack of all trades yeah it's one of, the, one of the keys of having ADHD is you just learn so many tricks <laughs> and you get really good or you get good enough at so many different things. Mm -hmm. Well, like, honestly, like, okay, that's like a lot. Like, just knowing <laughs> that, like, you have, like, lots of skills at this point. Amazing. Um, I don't think I can have that lots of skills, but I'll learn. I'll learn. It takes time. It, it, it takes time. Like, I, I, I've always had an eye for film, mm -hmm. so doing that was just natural 
And then I've always had the outside of the box thinking, which at the time when I first started in social media, that was what you needed. You needed to think outside of the box. You needed to push boundaries. And Mm -hmm. when I first started doing it, the government wasn't really doing it. So it was kind of one of those, what can we do? So it was, I also had to prove and justify why the government needed a social media presence. Mm -hmm. And I ended up, we ended up doing it, me and a couple of friends. Mm -hmm. So, and we've now set the bar for, I think it was, about 10 years ago, we set the bar for government social media that is still basically where the minimum standard is now. It was the goal, but now it's the minimum standard. Mm. So, yeah. mm. Now, like, speaking of, like, social media, like, how do you think, um, I guess, it has transformed the landscape of, like, um, the film industry, like, in your, like, perception? So social media, for, for the film industry, social media has been really helpful because now you can be, like I'm part of a few groups here in Ottawa, um, independent filmmakers, you can, it's easier to make connections to, uh, say you need a new crew member, say you need a new cast member, or you want to start casting people, so you just post on these Facebook groups. So it's, Facebook allows you to bring that sense of community together and get introduced to people you might not get, in, might not otherwise know unless you mm-hmm. go to a party or unless you go to a thing. But if you're like me, who a lot of my friends are not in the industry, or the ones that are in the industry are in Vancouver or Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, social media has really helped with keep a keeping in touch with those, and, but also building the smaller community. Say here in Ottawa, like there's an independent film group in Ottawa called the Independent Film Cooperative, and they're located in the art gal or the uh, the arts court um, near Saw Video or near Saw the Saw Gallery, and um, they they rent out equipment and how you make a lot of connections and that's like with the pandemic definitely exacerbated this but um now you can go out but with the pandemic you couldn't really if you wanted to shoot a video or you wanted to shoot something you had to shoot it in your home which was fine but mm-hmm. if you wanted if you didn't know how the if you didn't know how or have the capacity to edit you can go to social media and go to these groups and say hey i have a project that needs editing can anybody do it mm-hmm. or i want i have an idea but i can't write a script can anybody help so Social media has allowed you to make those connections that you wouldn't normally make or wouldn't be able to make. Or then you end up um, running in circles that you never knew existed. Mm-hmm. And you meet with people that you thought or you meet people that have different ideas or the same ideas as you that you can really end up collaborating with and doing well with. So mm-hmm. it's a long story short. Um, it's, it's opened up a lot of doors for people to um, network and connect and build their own community. Yeah, Facebook has so many different groups. I've noticed that with, like, because I do photography and that kind of stuff, and there's always these groups that are like, hey, we're going downtown for a photo walk free of charge. You can just, like, show up. Or, like, there's just a bunch of things where I guess, yeah, you can just reach out to people. and Exactly, and it's not considered creepy. It's just because you're already a part of, like, you already have that shared interest. So it's like, hey, I noticed that you work at this place and I've always wanted to do a shoot at this place. Do you think you can get me in? Like that's rather than back in the old days in like the 90s and the early 2000s when I first started, it was like, okay, I have to cold call. Say I want to do a coffee shop shoot. So now I have to cold call all these small coffee shops. Mm. Whereas in Facebook, you are a part of a group and someone may be like, you may notice the picture of them posting, oh, working on my essay or working on my next script at work and they're at a coffee shop. You're like, ooh, cool, hey, can I, you know, can I talk to your boss? Can you make that introduction? Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's awesome like that. And mm-hmm. yeah, you, and then when you're on those walks, you'd be like, 
hey, you know, you get someone with a different view and they're like, oh, I, I try the shot from this angle. Yeah. Like I saw this post actually on a photography website or in a photography group. Um, someone took a picture of a blue jay just taking off from a branch. It was absolutely beautiful. Total full wingspan. You saw every individual feather. It was absolutely beautiful. And you wouldn't see that. Yeah. Unless you were on Facebook. And yeah. it's like for as much problems as Facebook can cause, there is also a lot of, there's that silver lining that almost makes it worth it every time. Mm -hmm. um, this is another question that we have for you. So how do you think social media impacts like audi audience engagement with films now? Do you think it's changed um, the way people experience or discuss movies now because of social media? Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's, Event cinema for long for a while, and event cinema was that one like uh, the, the big summer blockbuster. Was like it was an absolute event to go to. Mm -hmm. um, so back in the the two thousands and the nineties, event cinema there was always that tentpole um, summer blockbuster that everybody went to see and everybody was talking about, and you, know, you didn't have to worry about spoilers because there's no one. If chances are, if your friends have seen it, they've seen it with you, yeah. and those are the circles you're running with. But social media. You can now, like, you can, uh, Endgame was spoils for people, and they had that massive campaign that was, don't spoil it, and it's like, wow. Like, you have to now go into social media, like, social media now um, has opened that, has opened Pandora's box, so to speak, mm. where anybody can post anything, and you act, if you don't want to know anything about a movie, you, you have to consciously block, like, okay, I don't want these keywords in my thing, because I want to go in cold, or I want to... Yeah see i want to learn something new or whatever so it's it's completely changed on the other side um it's also kind of hurts us some social media platforms have hurt movies in a lot of ways because um well think of rotten tomatoes rotten tomatoes i was actually going to bring them up <laughs> it's it for all intents and purposes it's yeah. a it's a social media site because it's how what people review but it's recently come out i'm not sure if this is what you're going to mention but it's recently come out that um there's always been accused of review bombing, mm -hmm. but it's recently come out that studios are paying people. So now studios are trying to get get better reviews. So I, I personally have never agreed with reviewers. Um, I'm the kind of person that I'll go watch a movie and then I have like my five trusted reviewers that I listen to. And that so I'll watch a movie. Um, prime example this weekend, I went to go see Napoleon. And then mm -hmm. I went to go, uh, I went, I saw the, the reviews afterwards. The fact, so I'll, I'll do the reviews. Like, okay, yeah, okay, I see where you get that, or I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's social media has changed it in a lot of ways. Where you have to, as both the consumer and the marketer, you've got to be leery about what's out there. And mm -hmm. um, Deadpool's another one. Like Ryan Reynolds, it's absolutely hilarious. And there's all these Deadpool three leaks, and then he was like, okay, you're gonna leak stuff. So then he leaked a whole bunch of photos. Yeah, I saw that. But the photos were completely absurd. Like there was a photo, there was a photo of him with Daenerys from Game of Thrones, him with Walter White, like just completely photoshopped <laughs> goofiness. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, you're gonna you're gonna ruin it, then we're gonna ruin it for you, or we're gonna have fun yeah. with it. And that's that's and again, speaking of Deadpool, that we wouldn't have Deadpool if it wasn't for social media, mm -hmm. because yeah. allegedly Ryan Reynolds was the one who leaked the test footage um, to online and then the fans demanded it so the fans um another one another example of good 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 social media usage was uh releasing the schneider cut of batman versus superman oh i didn't see that um 
oh no, the Justice League. Sorry, the Justice League. Uh, they there was a hashtag for years called "Release the Snyder Cut" because so Jack Zack Snyder made Bat or made Justice League. Um, his daughter committed suicide, so he had to leave a project. They brought in Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon took it over, completely mangled it, changed the tone. The movie didn't quite feel right, and everybody's like, "Well, I want to see the original director's vision. I want to see what that was." So there was this hashtag trending: "Release the Snyder Cut," and uh, so they finally gave Zack Snyder bunch of money to finish his vision and if you watch the Joss Whedon version versus the or the studio version versus the the uh, Zack Snyder version Zack Snyder version is a couple of hours longer mm -hmm. um, but it fills in so many holes and it's so much better so it got this and it was all from social media this ground traction of people going no this is what we want this is what mm -hmm. we want so yeah social media has helped in a lot of ways but then again with the spoilers it's also hurt a lot of so thank you for tuning in to our fifth and final episode with Troy. We hope you enjoyed and learned some fun things about him and his journey with being a media professor. Remember, guys, don't forget to follow us on Spotify and Transistor to get updated on our... Well, you're not going to get updated no more because no. um, it's our final episodes. But don't forget to follow us on Spotify and Transistor to, you know, have a binge listen or whatever. Um, well, see you soon, whenever that is. Do you want to say anything? No, thank you for having me on. Okay. It was fun. Twit, twit, twit. <laughs> <laughs>